0: Hello, I'm Jimmy DeResta, and welcome to the very first episode of what we're calling the Fits All Podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss finding, fixing, and using vintage tools. Andrew Alexander from Blacksmith Tools on Instagram, and Eric from Hand Tool Rescue on YouTube, and myself often have a lot to talk about when it comes to restoring and finding antique tools. So we thought we'd put it in a podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Aside from some technical glitches in this very first episode, I think you'll enjoy our conversation. The clicking you hear in the first four minutes goes away, so please stick with it and enjoy. Thank you for joining us, and
1: let us know what you think. There needs to be an intro to this program.
0: Well, we'll put some uh, audio in post. Right now is where we'll add the music. Eric's dancing a little bit.
1: Someone add the music now, please.
0: So, uh, do we? this is it, do we want to begin the very first episode of this podcast, which is yet to be named? Yeah, of course. And so, we'll, we'll, just, just to introduce what's going on here, the three of us got together last year in March, and we had a lot of fun, and there's been a lot of podcasts going around, and it, it, I've been asked to be on various different podcasts uh, outside of my own podcast, which is called Making It, and I just thought... Of, the, the the fun I had with you guys, and I thought we could recreate that, considering we all have a collective experience in vintage tools and restoring tools and, and obviously working with tools. So I asked you, Eric, and you said, I'm in. And I asked Andrew. And, and Andrew said,
1: does that involve a computer? And we said... And we might need to have someone help him figure out what the heck he's going to do to get logged on to it, because he doesn't actually use a computer.
0: And so... it. Here we are. I, I think we're recording. Everyone's call recorder is going?
1: Mine is. Mine is, yes.
0: Do we want to do a little qualification for each one of us, since uh, maybe there might be new people? Although, obviously, first off, it's going to be friends of ours. Friends and fans that know us.
1: But I'll just talk first. Oh, I was going to start, actually. Go I'm ahead. Just kidding. I'd like to hear how you... Um how you do this.
0: For those of you that don't know, I'm Jimmy DeResta and I've been making things since I was a child. My dad put me in front of tools early on. Uh, actually, since what this whole podcast is about vintage tools, uh, the first injury I got when I was about seven or eight years old was on a home light jigsaw, one of those ones that walks around the shop floor because the motor's usually going too quick. <laughs> Big cast iron J hook on the top, which I still have. It's like a Craftsman home light one. And, uh... So I've been working with tools my whole life and fixing them and finding them. And honestly, it hasn't been until more recently now with my little bit of YouTube money that I'm able to buy a bigger space to work in and be collect vintage tools because now I have a place to put them. So it's only been like in the last year and a half that I'm actually – well, I shouldn't say that. Since I got my property, I've been buying bigger things like in the last 10 years. But now that I have a cover, i got a big warehouse – I'm buying more tools and being more ambitious with my restoration projects because I have a place to do them out of the rain. And obviously YouTube has introduced
1: all three of us. So Eric, why don't you talk a little bit about what you're up to? Was that a life bio or an intro?
2: (laughs) It's just the entire life story. Was
1: there anything besides your social security number that you left out?
2: It's just the deepest details. Uh, Yes, I can talk.
1: My name is Jimmy Duresta. I'm uh, 5'11", and I weigh 165. Four months ago, before I stopped eating cookies and carbs, I weighed a blistering 192, and now here I am, as sexy as a kitten's mink.
2: And I had diarrhea every day. Uh, Yes, so I'm Eric from Hand Tool Rescue. I've been restoring tools for a while now, and it it all just kind of started as a pursuit of um, money, in the sense that I was just flipping... Uh, vintage or antique tools for profit and they eventually got bigger and better to the point where i needed to film it in order to uh, fully remember where everything went and now i am here doing all this just because of my lack of memory
0: that's so funny it's it's, what is amazing too is is how many views your things get it's crazy yeah
2: it's like up it's almost seven views now (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, but like total, like with all total. of them. Did
0: you just put total. out the power hammer first half like yesterday or the day before?
1: Uh, yes,
2: on Thursday. And how two many views ago. does it have today? I don't know. Um, like two hundred thousand.
0: I'm thinking of something. I saw something that had eight hundred thousand views. No, the the hammer, the rotational oh. hammer.
2: Yes, that that was like. Two weeks ago or a week it's ago? It's got
0: over nearly... It's closing in... It's going to close in on a million very soon. It's,
2: it's ridiculous. It's crazy. And and you yeah. just take them apart, clean them, paint them in some cases. I put them back together, add some add some of my jokes, and then... Uh, and your hands. Your that's, band of white hands. Pretty, mostly hands. Lots of hands. Uh, I just always liked um, the videos where it was just about getting to the work. Yep. Uh, because I, I just... Anytime I saw a tutorial online, like if some asshole's going to talk in the first 30 seconds about what they're doing, I'm not, I'm not watching this video. This video. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to know about what you're going to do. I just want you to do it so I can see it.
0: All right. And uh, then that's my philosophy. 100%. Yeah.
2: Like, I, I understand narration can add extra details, but it's more just like, I, I want you to start doing stuff. And the like good thing Canadian about your
0: videos and my videos is that they're international. We don't have to worry about voiced over stuff because for the most part.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Other than the US, like in my top five, they're nowhere close to English speaking countries. I think like Rush, Russia Russia's like number two, I think. It's just weird.
0: Yeah. So that, that makes us just more prolific and all.
2: More
1: sensual. And then there's me. I don't I don't do YouTube. But I am here. So I started collecting tools a long time ago, about 20 years ago probably. I was 17, 16, 17 years old, and I'm uh, 40 now. And uh, my pursuit was not to uh, to do this as a money-making uh, thing. I've always uh, been drawn to the history of old tools and the uh, preservation of the history. And I'm also very excessive, so when I get into something, I just go just crazy and buy everything I possibly can, revolving around it, learn all I can around it. And uh, April, two years ago, my wife was like, so, uh, you know, you don't really share any of your passion with anybody um, because I don't like have friends, you know, that I hang out with, with my tools and stuff because everyone thinks I'm a little crazy. I am. Just so what? <laughs> uh, so she was like, I would created you an Instagram account and i was like what is instagram and she told me and i was like you can delete it because it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard of in my life <laughs> and she was like no big friends yeah and she was like no it's great because no one can touch you no one can bother you no one can whatever and so i did it a few times and i was like hey this is kind of cool and you know and actually the people that are on instagram are really awesome you know and it's turned into this really cool thing where i can share and and uh, i've met just a tremendous amount of really great people not including the two of you. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's only
2: like one, 1 in 10 on Instagram now are sexual predators. Is that right? So it's, yeah, it's pretty good ratio for, for like like an like,
1: online community. It's like 4.75 and 5 have HPV.
2: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's around that. So anyway, so
1: I, I really am enjoying sharing my passion and my love for uh, the preservation of these tools and and sharing with people about... You know, how all this kind of happened, like how uh, America was built and how things get built. And, you know, I really like the line shaft era and working with your brain and not so much computer, which you all have seen firsthand tonight. Uh, Maybe not the brain aspect, but at least me not working with the computers coming to play.
0: Right on. And uh, how how has uh, Instagram impacted your business? And now you can just post a cool picture and say to forty, fifty thousand people this is available where in the past you maybe was kind of word of mouth
1: that's an interesting question so i used to not really sell anything right right because i am a hoarder of tools and history and if you've been to my shop which uh eric has and you haven't because you skipped that event this last go around but It'll happen sometime, but, you, you know, you'd know that I like tools, and it, it it doesn't have to be one of something. It can be 27 of the same thing, of course. you know. And so I used to not sell those things, and then when I started, you know, doing Instagram, I realized there was other people out there that shared the same passion that had no ac- access to these type of tools. So I started selling them, and, yes, yeah, so it is a, a whole entire business outside of my other business world, but and it is, you know, a nice business because it allows me to, to sell something and buy something, you know. So it's kind of like a revolving door.
0: Right, right. And then you get to see these tools live another life that are actually, they're not just yeah. stuck in a shelf or put in an antique shop. They, they actually go to guys yeah. like us that really that enjoy using them. That is one
1: thing that I, that's probably my favorite thing, is to get on somebody else's Instagram and see them using something that I send them. Right on. And then the stuff that they make is mind-blowing. Like, dude, if I own that tool still, it would never be able to make that. Right. There's no chance. Like, it would be awful. And yeah. then they would produce, like, these show pieces, you know.
2: Yeah. I love the uh, the people that you end up meeting, for the most part. Right. Uh, that end up owning these before you did. Uh, it's usually an interesting story. Oh, you mean, like, uh, when you go some, picking
0: and you go find stuff? Theater, when you go pick them when, up. Yeah.
2: You know, the late, I I just like even just as much as they can tell me about their own personal history with that tool is is somewhat interesting because literally if I don't ask, it'll never, ever be passed on if it's something interesting. Right. Rarely, rarely is it written. Like the power hammer I just picked up has actual written letters from like 30 years back and forth between the owners uh, in a folder.
0: (laughs) What are they writing to each other about?
2: Uh, they're just Wait, like, yo, your, your wife is pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, owners, plural.
0: But you guys writing it's, to the guy he got the hammer from? Like, hey, it's still in good shape, don't worry about it?
2: No, they were... They, so, I, I don't know when uh, it actually broke, but basically, I, I think it's been like 75 years of passed on, um, slowly improvement, uh, slow improvements being made on the hammer and it's, I don't, maybe it hasn't been run in 75 years. Like some guy got the parts cast and then the next guy, then he died or, or he just sold it off because he knew he'd never get to it. And then the next guy was going to machine it. So he's asking him about the parts and then. Uh, oh So the notes on. you have
1: are like a, a multiplicity of people, not just two people.
2: No, yeah, it's a full it's like a timeline of ownership. It's really interesting.
1: Wow. So it starts uh-huh. out with notes like passing through the Pony Express all the way up to certified mail.
2: Yeah, it's uh it's interesting. That's really interesting. cool. That's
1: actually really cool. I mean, that's probably not a lot of people who have that kind of documentation about one No, and I, I particular wish it hammer. existed
2: for more stuff, but
0: uh, you don't really keep that. I own a similar the similar hammer to yours. Mine doesn't have the pass through though in the in the in the main body. The Fairbanks uh, right power hammer would
1: you like for it to have it
0: i i we like to drill, it. I, we like can drill, that
1: drill
0: it. it I like that i like that <laughs> i mean just i we all also love tools just for the aesthetic nature of them not necessarily you know for what they do we, we like cool tools and we don't even know what they do we just like them because of the way they're made or the way they look
2: no the through is good when you're forging like those large oversized zucchinis it's you just like it is just that hole is perfect That's the ones you, you let do.
1: grow in your garden just a little too long yeah
2: Yeah, I don't think people realize that, like, pick them pretty much immediately.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting to talk about the old, we'll we'll get to the subject for this episode is wrenches, but we'll get to that in just a minute. But the interesting thing about my Fairbanks hammer, and Andrew, you can attest to this, when I first saw the original Craigslist ad for that particular hammer, the one I now own, there was a picture of it hanging from a a backhoe. Do you remember that picture? Yeah, yeah. And, And it was completely rusty yeah i didn't save that picture i don't think i did but it looked like it was just plucked out of a graveyard and it was yeah and
1: then the next pictures were disassembled like in eight million pieces
0: yeah and like kind of like oiled and it looked a little bit more like
1: yeah and that was when i passed like this hammer will never run real well and it's so funny (laughs) and jimmy bought it
0: (laughs) (laughs) i bought it and then a year later we made friends which is amazing it's funny how this community is growing around this these these vintage tools that get passed around
2: Oh, if you, if you pull out a tool, like an old vintage, even just like a power hammer at the good of the lampest we were just at, people are just coming and staying by the old tools. Like, they'll just stay there. You know what, the, and you they know they just what I noticed? Talk about was it.
1: always a crowd around my tools at that event.
2: Yeah, it's like, just what people it, wanted to do.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. It's awesome to see people, like, taking pictures of those tools and all that. I was just sitting on my gator you know away watching and people were loving the tools like how uh, far yeah. from
0: how far from uh that town Lindell do
1: you live me like an hour and 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. oh so you just brought a trailer
0: full of stuff and your gator and everything just to have fun to play with
1: you got it brother right on. this is texas sister we don't go with no toys that's funny <laughs>
0: So I figured, uh, just to, again, getting back to the, the what we're doing here, I figured this would be a good podcast for the three of us to talk about old tools. Occasionally we might get somebody on to discuss their old tool collection. And this is just about old tools. So I figured as a basis, we could start with each episode is a subject of a particular old tool. And I figured we'd start with wrenches, considering Andrew, as far as I can tell, you're the one person that I know personally that has the most... Interesting collection of wrenches, and I probably have a couple that maybe you already have, or maybe you don't have. And and of course, if you don't know, Eric is actually manufacturing a vintage wrench in his yes. tool in his tool company. Yes, one hundred percent. And what is the wrench? Might... That you, what is your wrench based on? What is the, what is the style, or or uh, have you modified it's... it in any way?
2: It's based on an eighteen seventy four watermelon. Wow, and it's it really has an exquisite, evolved. Exquisite piece. Um, no, it's based on an 1879 patent by Charles Billings.
0: Oh, it is a Billings uh, then. Cuz I looked at yeah, I was doing some research for this and I did happen original. to see the, the very same shape.
2: Yeah, it's the Billings of Billings. Do you think it's Billings' the original great one? great
0: great 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 grandchildren are going to come
1: after you? Uh probably. They're actually yeah, going to murder not? him in his sleep tonight.
2: Well, he just kind of designed that that first, um, which I would call i I've heard been called a fish belly wrench, for the for that style, because it looks kind of like a fish. Although, it really just looks like a butt plug. But
1: that's regardless. <laughs> which side of it is reminds you of that um, more than the other? Is it the? What's well,
2: what's depends on how adventurous you are. Is it the? <laughs> Uh, well, like you could open the
1: jaws.
2: And now... Is it adjustable seen... butt plugs? No.
1: Wait, I'm not going to no. talk about that kind of
2: I'm, stuff. I'm just saying, well, at least I round the corners for you guys.
1: Thank you. Uh, you don't even, least even
0: polish don't... them. I got the one right here.
1: It's not even polished. No. No, they're nice and forged. <laughs> No, he he gets them out of the CNC machine and he knocks the burrs off. He dips them in a little linseed oil and he sends them on their way.
0: This one, I'm uh, actually holding your. I'm holding your Billy's fish belly, your Billings fish belly wrench right here in my hand, and yes. this is out of the first batch. I'm guessing, if you remember. The yes,
2: time. yes, early, very early.
0: Now, is uh, w- what is different about what you the way you're doing at this very moment compared to this first batch? Because how many batches have you gone through?
2: Well, there's batches, and then there's like actual product revisions right Um, in terms of product revisions I I actually sent an email out to all the customers about what kind of the updated list of of things that I've done to it Um, we we radius the the edges with uh, actual machine instead of me doing it by hand on the sander right Uh, like we we mill the edges down oh Um, so I'm looking at
0: it right now right now where my 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 hand would go you've softened that with a sander because it doesn't seem to go consistently everywhere else
2: yeah, exactly. Now it's it's consistent. Um, the engravings more consistent. Uh, the actual finish is now uh, a black oxide finish because uh, it looks really good. The black and the brass, um, and and those are just I don't know the, the minor things. There's always little tweaks and and things going on, but that that style is more of a uh, King Dick. Style right. That's actually Um, a real
0: thing. That's not a joke. That's the real name of a of a wrench.
2: Yes, the the Billings patent is the same kind of functional. It's actually a very well made wrench. Yeah, but um, the actual exact copy is more of a King Dick style, and there are improvements that could be made on that. Um, But uh, I will do that probably at a later date, and it'll be a kind of different type of sale.
0: Mm -hmm. And. um, I'm looking. This has a little bit of slop in it. Are you? Are you trying to? No, no, no. Critique intended. I'm just wondering if you've. Is this how they were, or is this? No yes, critique so intended.
1: However, we are critiquing it. <laughs> no, no, it is critique. sloppy. It's a prototype. That one you have, Jimmy, because the one I have is tighter than a nun's nanny. If you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. No. That's that's what I'm asking. I'm just wondering because there's a little backlash in the nut, and I'm just wondering because you do yes, make most so... of these parts by hand. Is that something that you can adjust as you go?
2: So the the slop from the get go, I wanted to get rid of, but I ended up learning that it, it has a function. Um, if it's so, um, basically you can move the adjuster nut like rack it sideways a little bit. Um, just b- the fact because the the slop in the whole thing, it needed to move up and down, is there. So, if if the adjuster was the exact same size as the hole that it was designed for, um, it would rack to the point where you could, like, push on it and essentially jam it into the wrench itself and stall it from moving.
1: Right. I think um, it's important that you talk about how, actually, your wrench is made so that people can follow along, because most people will think of that wrench not as a pocket wrench, which is is, is what the design is based off of is a typical pocket wrench which doesn't have like a a common thumb screw adjustment it has more of a a a knurled nut if you will smooth knurled nut that's that's accepting i guess on yours it's a quarter 20 thread right uh
2: no it is a metric thread okay metric
1: so it's it's a different style. So when you're talking about racking it and all that kind of stuff, it means something different than if it's if it's not a pocket wrench, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, now, since it's we're diff- talking it's about wrenches wrench.
0: What is a pocket wrench?
1: A pocket just, wrench is what you have in your hand. That's that's that style, that's that design, and Billings actually kind of made that uh, yes, uh through their bicycles. advertisements, if you will.
2: Okay. It's so, any wrench that's in your pocket. <laughs>
0: because i'm just uh, because when you said pocket wrench for a second there i thought you might be talking about the newer style thumb adjustable ones that we see commonly every day at the store
1: right yeah that's what i was thinking people would would associate what we were talking about with and that's why i brought it up is because the a pocket wrench has the style of adjustment adjuster that you have in your hand right there not like you'd see on a craftsman wrench you know at the store right yeah a modern like uh, what you are you know, doing jimmy oh i'm scratching
0: my shin the, with the wrench it's got a
1: nice oh my edge. gosh i <laughs> thought maybe you were playing pocket hockey yeah, down there with that, your pocket that's wrench.
2: the that's
0: the other thing we did
2: we made the uh oh God, edges so not <laughs> so sharp
0: it feels so good when i'm like scratching it through yeah. my denim jeans on my knee oh it feels so yeah crazy. when
2: i when i gave you that wrench i was thinking this is what he should use it for wow Thank look, look at the time <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're not having fun. You want to quit episode one? No, like you're
1: talking about playing scratchy scratch with your anyway. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So, but uh, that
2: uh, that slop was actually by. So, in terms of King Dick addressing that back in, I believe it was the 20s. They addressed it by putting a small uh, spring washer looking thing in the actual adjuster nut. Right,
0: On and that would bottom. always so the slack on is the up. bottom or the top
2: so oh, really? it would always kind of put pressure on the jaw so that it, it, it always felt tight right and uh i chose not to include it because what it ends up doing is you would tighten it down on a bolt and then when you go to turn the wrench and apply the pressure the spring goes down and the jaws open even more right and then you start knurling the nut or sorry you uh You uh, start worrying out the nut, uh, much easier. So I was like, "This is not ideal here."
0: Right? No, it's a very simple thing. It's just three parts. It's three parts, and and two of them are moving. Yes. Yeah, that's
2: That's how how the wrench works. Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's it's really (laughs) that's how all wrenches work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, not all wrenches. Let's some of them have a lot more parts. Well, yes. Let me show you guys a wrench. if, if we adjustable. could see this, look at this wrench that I have here. I have here. This is a, uh, a hand, a hand D and I can't even read the name of this. A- Eric, do you know what this is called?
2: I'll show you what I it does. Can, it I just has a. It, it has
0: a brass thing. You slide it down, and the mouth opens and closes.
2: Nate, very neat.
0: Do you know what this is? It's
2: still adjustable. That seems like a very early adjustable, but
1: I don't know.
0: Has is, is Andrew checked out? Andrew, can you hear us?
1: Yeah, I've got one of those.
0: Do you know what this is called? It's called the Handy something? It's by a wrench company in New Bedford, Mass. Called the Hand, H-A-N-D-E, Hade. Hand, I can't understand what this logo is supposed to be. What? H-A-N-D-E, and an H and an E, and the word and in the middle of it. Do you see what I'm talking about?
1: Just... It's a Handy Andy.
0: Is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand and that that is, does make no sense to you? That, it says 1921 on it, I think. Handy H i don't know this They'll i paid 100 bucks for this wrench did i get ripped off
1: no not at all go find another one yeah but
0: that's the point i'm making when i see these things at a flea market even if the guy wants 100 bucks and he's probably being unreasonable i'm like where am i going to find another
1: one might as well grab yeah, it while i'm
2: here check it e- check it e- very quick and then you
1: get out of there or take it i just take it i mean if the teeth are good on it and it works why would you not take it
0: yeah no but i'm it's, saying this is in perfect shape
2: it is in very nice shape.
0: And it got, the rust it has yes. on it happened in my life. It didn't happen. I bought it. It was nice and polished.
2: Is that a, a fly cutter finish on that?
0: Uh, it is. It is. That's very funny. Yeah, it is. Either that or Blanchard. I don't know. I guess it's probably a fly cutter.
2: Interesting.
0: Yeah, everything is curved, even on the bottom jaw.
2: The viewers will love seeing that over audio.
1: <laughs> what uh, What was the what, what town was that made in? Are you looking it up right now? I was going to, but I, I don't know. New Bedford, that I can...
0: Massachusetts, H A N D E, H E, and the word "and" is in a circle. I don't understand. I understand how this is? This logo is supposed to be read, Handy Hade, Hand, H E. What? Maybe what is it's this? just handy.
2: It's just handy again. You
1: know the logo. Handy, handy.
0: Oh, yeah. All right. So you're right. So it says handy, and then the logo
1: is H. (laughs) Jimmy, how many years have you been, like, working for that? Hey, (laughs)
2: in case case nobody knows, Jimmy is actually illiterate.
1: He's got, like, a chalkboard (laughs) in his room. He's He's never actually learned. A-N-D. Wait. the logos
0: designed? I'm thinking that they're, like, connected. But you're right. Listen,
1: logos can be kind of trippy sometimes. Right. So it is two logos next to each
0: other. And they both say handy
1: Jimmy we love your <laughs> wrench buddy this
0: wrench was patented in September 20th 1921
2: this is the best wrench I've ever seen
1: the wrenches that I love the most fall pre-war World War one so like from the 1830s which was when the first patented wrench was yes was uh, like you around know, 90, can I just say before
0: we, before we got together tonight I found the very i found a piece of information on the internet that said the very first wrench ever patented was patented in 1834
1: you're wrong by and 40. then eric
0: found one that said patented in 1830 and then about an hour later andrew you found one that said the very first wrench ever patented was
1: 1830 i already knew that yeah. december 14th 1830 i was like listen guys i don't know but google doesn't have the answers to everything okay this whole <laughs> computer world you live in is a bunch of gibberish you can't be like oh well actually let me try it right now hey siri when was the very first wrench patented I found something on the web about when was the very first wrench patented. Check it out. No, I asked you a question, Siri. <laughs> anyway, she see she doesn't know anything. She says 1890 timeline of the United States invention was it? No, it's not actually, Siri. You're wrong. And then yes. then
0: something came up about like some boxer named Johnson invented a wrench or something. Did you see that piece uh, of information about some boxer invented a wrench?
1: Listen, when you do your research, it can't always be from the Googles. It can't. <laughs> from the Googles. Is that a Baxter?
0: What is this? It's, I can't find any name on it. I'm holding up a wrench now that if you took a double-ended open box wrench and you filleted it down the center and you put an adjustment nut on it, what kind of wrench is this called?
1: It's a William Baxter. Yeah.
0: It's a William Baxter wrench?
1: Yeah. That, one was, that particular one was padded in 1856. Wow. Is this worth any money? uh no that's seven, a very common wrench very common seven
2: dollars you can lie it's
1: me. a very common wrench but it is also very unique it, it's like for you know uh a beginning collector that would be like they would just go googly googly over that like you probably did
0: <laughs> did i just was i just insulted
1: no because that was a long time ago
2: being insulted is a personal
1: choice
0: I did buy this. That's very funny. I bought this about uh, about three years ago.
1: At the flea market. It is pretty large. And he though. paid seven hundred dollars for it.
0: <laughs> no, I think I paid fifty bucks for
1: it. It's worth it. Those are cool. Those. Listen, one thing about wrenches. Okay, a lot of wrenches have no practical use and are just they're silly almost. And they're the ones that I like the most. Like yeah. the design of them will never work. Like
2: hundred percent.
1: Who who thought of this? Like the guy was on acid, and on marijuana and whatever else drugs people do. You got to we like gotta get a TV show to so show
0: these things. Look at this one.
1: <laughs> just, just that's a, a German tank wrench. Very common. It's got the filing on the back. So you're saying this is another
0: amateur vehicle? collector wrench? Is that what you're saying?
1: Totally yes.
0: I'm choosing <laughs> to be insulted.
2: Get your shit together, Jimmy. I mean, they amateur, give those
1: out in Happy amateur. Meal bags. And then...
0: <laughs> <Wrenching>. <laughs> so I'm holding a wrench that has a, a, a big beveled bottom jaw with a, with a collar around it. And as you push the collar up the beveled jaw, the jaw moves closer and closer to being closed. And because of the way it's got this sort of uh, door wedge a, technology to it, it keeps it in place until you pull
1: the collar back down. It's such an advanced piece. So advanced. For its time, like in 1970.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, is that how old this is? No.
1: It's really it's not, not all that old.
2: Yeah, it's not that old.
0: <laughs> Let's start um, a podcast about tools me, made in could the could 80s. Could you
1: please uh, send me a text message of any future wrenches you'll be submitting for our podcast? <laughs> <Please, thank you. laughs> Management.
0: Okay, what about this one? I'm holding up a, an original Billings that I bought a few weeks ago.
2: Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, let's see the logo.
0: Yep, C.E. Billings. Uh,
2: yes. Yeah, so that's actually that's a pretty old one. Actually, that's that would be the first run of that one.
0: Really? Uh, uh, How yeah. old is this? It says D is stamped. To let it. D it could
2: stamped. be up to eighteen seventy-nine. Is I think they even started production then? Maybe eighteen eighty.
0: This is eighteen 18- you know, and- seventy-nine on it. That's what it says. Yeah. Date. So it's after that. If yes, it was a truly
1: a collectible wrench, though, it would have the pipe jaw accessory that it came with but it doesn't so it's not worth crap with the holes for
0: this podcast it has it has graduated uh has graduations on the side yeah Yeah,
1: that's a really cool piece it that that, you could actually get a pipe wrench attachment for that piece in 1903 and what does that do does that give that aggressive jaws or something yeah it gives it, it it makes it more like an alligator wrench actually
0: Oh, and then we talked about alligator wrenches yesterday. Those are the ones that like if you do like the, the Spock symbol with your fingers and one side of your fingers has teeth on it.
1: Wow, the top of your index finger is so pretty. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's cut off on glass when I was seventeen. I cut it right off on a piece of glass.
2: Oh wow. If you could see that, that's one of the that's one of the attachments you could get for it.
0: And what is that? That looks like a snap ring holder.
2: Yeah, it is a they're called plessy connectors um it's basically like a, a really narrow version and, and very specific i'll try and find the uh the reason you
0: take this adjustable wrench which looks a lot like eric's but a little bit different and
2: yeah and you can even put, see here if you, you really want like pinchers but, on the
0: tip oh yeah that's your whole collection do they know that you're doing that
2: but these these are narrow jaw they sand the jaws to be narrower
0: oh so they're kind of like a bird's beak
2: no, yeah, they have lots of things. And this is what I'm going to be doing soon is making the leather wrench holders.
0: What? Wait, what a minute?
2: Look at those. You want that? You want some of that? You need it? How e- are like those molded?
0: Stuff. Are those molded leather?
2: No. They're each like single layer buckskin. There you go.
0: Oh, so it's made like it's made like the brown leather uh
2: yeah they're stacked like it's a sensual gun holster of wrenches and you just put it on your belt and shaboom
0: so that it's like if you take a if you take a mama wrench and you lay the baby wrench on top of it and then the baby baby wrench on top of it yes and then imagine they're all wrapped with a blanket each one of them are in their own little blanket and then you glue all the blankets together so each one is (laughs) in its own side-by-side holster so, like, if, yes. if I was alive in, like, 1880s, I would be, like, the superior nerd having one of those on my belt.
1: So, this is like a snuggle for wrenches.
0: Yeah.
2: It's a snoogle. A snuggle.
1: Yeah. What is that thing you can get inside of, that blanket? It's a,
2: a snoogle. Snuggle. No. no.
1: Uh, no. Uh, snuggle? You're thinking of snoodling is what you're thinking about. Snuggy. Uh, a snuggy. yes, that's, that's it. it. Snuggy. Yeah,
0: it's like three snuggies for each individual size wrench. And they're With literally own... connected to each other, so it has yeah. a snap lid on each one of the the sleeping ba- blankets for each one of the wrenches.
2: Um, no, it has a. It's just one large snap ring.
0: It doesn't have individual flip-top
1: lids. No, you could if you want. You see,
0: wow. that's funny. That's why eyewitness
1: accounts. In Jimmy's no just trying to figure out how he can attach that whole thing to his jeans.
2: <laughs> yeah, how do I get four like wrenches of storage? in like, my dreams.
1: He's a walking salesman sample of like literally at night his EDC is 49 pounds.
0: When I got when I got to walk the dog, when when chippy's on my chest and I know he's got to go out, I sometimes go out in my backyard ground to wear because <laughs> Even if it's thirty degrees out, because it's such a hassle to put my pants on, and how things will fall out of my pockets <laughs> and wake Taylor up. So I just walk outside, twenty degrees, in my in my undies. Now people are going to come and take pictures of me in my backyard.
1: So do you have like a yeah, like TMZ. a uh, survival belt you put on also during that scenario?
0: <laughs> no, no,
1: no. Like with seventeen lights on it, and
0: no, no, no. I just go outside and I and I keep my uh, my eighteen inch, twenty five ounce framing hammer nearby so I could hit somebody in the face if somebody tries to rob me in the backyard
1: it's a big oh, hammer no.
2: that's that seems like a normal thing to do
1: did you ever see the billings cam lock uh wrench no it's it's kind of like what you're talking about now but on the bottom it has a nut gripper and a, a nut lever gripper.
0: so you
2: yeah i would enjoy that
1: yes you would
0: all right look what i'm holding now this is this is probably like 1940s this is a Cochrane speed nut wrench you know this this is fairly. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I have yeah. some of those.
0: This those are fairly... good.
1: Those are cool. Those are cool. Actually, are I, I use this one from it's time to time. to pretty smooth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are nice, nice wrenches. The reason it's, it's so cool to see the machining that was done with those and how it kind of flows like a symphony, you know, when you open and close it.
0: Oh, it's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It works so nice, and and like if you working on sometimes like when I'm working sometimes on vintage machinery like the uh, printing press or, or the power hammer, for instance. I did break out some of these wrenches because they had big square nuts on them, Yeah, and these just seem to engage a lot cleaner on these old square nuts than any of the modern wrenches. For
1: sure. Most 100%. of these wrenches were made for square-headed nuts.
0: And why, why did they go, aside from the availability of being able to get at it every 60 degrees, why, why did they give up on square nuts? You could still buy them on McMaster car, but why did that not become the standard anymore?
2: Exactly what you said, basically. <laughs>
0: I'm just wondering if there was like a reason, like you know, old number seven went off the tracks because the nuts in the in the boiler were square. I wonder if, the, if Andrew, you know, any kind of crazy
1: story like that. No, I I don't. No, I don't know. I just think the world always becomes more difficult.
2: Yeah, and square and square nuts are racist. <laughs> That's what. Okay.
1: So the so the four sided nuts no That's good. Right. We have to have the no. six sided nut. Yeah, and then the 100%. twelve. So you got. You, you just have more potential. So you're for saying, you see, you're saying
0: like when you use your vice grips, the square the square nuts didn't get stripped as easily, so they had to go to something that would strip more easily. Yes, I like if you use, use an alligator uh,
1: wrench on vice grips on nuts. Yeah, that's weird. We're going to do a whole like an alligator on a vice wrench grips.
2: on a modern bolt is not as exciting as on like a square nut.
0: So, uh, so alligator wrenches are meant to work on square nuts.
1: That's correct. Yep. Yes. Totally. But they work on all of them. Yeah. Right? yeah.
0: Now, alligator so wrench a... is the one with the Spock symbol, like if you make the Spock symbol with your hand. Or like
1: Pac-Man. Yeah, or like a long,
0: like an or, alligator how mouth. how about this? It or like an alligator. Outside.
1: And it's got teeth on the <laughs> oh. other. Or like an alligator, that's a good description. Yeah, well, interesting. interesting. But it would look like a jaw, jo- like a toothless bottom-jawed alligator. Waiting to close but, its, its mouth. But
2: then with teeth.
1: So that one way, like if you're wanting to loosen, you hold it one way. If you want to tighten, you flip it around the other direction, and here you go. I use uh, alligator wrenches daily. Which is funny. I
0: have one sitting. I told you guys I have one sitting in my shop that I picked up months and years ago. I don't know. It's been around forever. And I've never once stuck it on a nut or a bolt because I just assume it's going to destroy the nut or the bolt.
1: No, it won't. Uh, maybe it depends like on what grade the hardness is of your nuts. Right. Or the bolts that you're using. But I typically always use grade 8 everything in my shop so I don't have to worry about it. But the old school... Bolts and stuff are typically square, so they work perfect.
0: Right. Did you ever cut a corner off of a square bolt using that? Like it didn't budge. Like the other day when you were working on that, that was that a Bradley or a Baudry hammer that you were trying to? Oh, the Baudry. You ever have a nut that was as jammed up as that rod you were trying to remove, and you cut the corner of the square off with the alligator?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Because as you use those alligator wrenches, the teeth on them actually wear down, and then if but like if a tooth gets broken or something because you got aggressive and you hit the handle with it with a hammer to to get something out i mean there's a lot of variables there but yeah i've I've rounded off several before and that's when that wrench goes on the wall and you get another one can i ask you a question
2: no i'm, I'm, I'm really busy right now
0: the other day
1: your your buddy
0: there he took a, a a plasma torch no he took a torch oxygen acetylene torch and
1: oh he, an oxygen lance
0: is that what that was called
1: that was a lance, yeah. So, oxygen lance.
0: But was it was it oxygen and acetylene going through it?
1: Only oxygen. Wait a you minute. You have to light it. That was like sheet metal uh, that the lance was. And you you light that and then you just hit the hit it with oxygen and it's just like, it's almost like, seemed like thermite or something just burning through there like crazy. It's just like... Whoo! So you had, you had like, really was that a
0: one inch rod or... or...
1: It was a one inch rod and he just stuck that thing right through it. And it, I mean, it ate it like a fat kid eats Skittles. I mean, and how, dude. how
0: does it, how is it discerning? How is it not just melting the casting?
1: It would, it would totally yeah. melt the casting, which he did hit one corner of it. Um, and I wanted to kill him for that, but I couldn't because it was on live video.
0: I saw that he hit the hole a little at the angle. And so around the outside of the casting, it.
1: yeah, I'd melted it like butter. I mean that luckily it wasn't bad, but was what we were trying to avoid but i mean it it, it was not his fault i it was my fault because i asked him to do it but uh that thing will eat through whatever you put in front of it
0: so that 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 lance is is that is that uh consumable
1: oh yeah it just eats it up totally yeah i think we went through like seven or eight rods you know doing that now for is that just
0: it. to get a hole so you can then pierce with a torch like say for instance something that uh uh if you're going to use a cutting torch and you can't start the hole, you use that to start the hole if you're going through, like, four-inch thick steel or something?
1: I guess you could, yeah.
0: I mean, I is, guess is that what that's for?
1: Uh, I think it's for more for kind of like what we were doing. Like, dude, you were in a total bind. You have no other solution. I mean, I could have really taken that big swing hammer, hanging off the chain hoist, and just kept whacking the crap out of that. But the chances of breaking the casting is so... Yeah. Right there in your face, like, why would you want to take a machine that still survived from the 1800s and bang it with a hammer that hard right. when there's a different solution that's a little bit more, you know, less evasive? Now, below. just
0: out of curiosity and for the listeners, if you, like, I know I've done it on some of the, the printing presses, and but the mass of a printing press is nowhere near the mass of a, of a power hammer. If you were going to take an oxygen acetylene and heat up that whole area, let it cool, heat it up and let it cool, heat it up and let it cool, are you weakening that cast if you're going to then go try and bang that peg out later?
1: No, I don't think so. No. So the
0: heat, the hot I mean, cool he, he, is not is not really consequential. So it's not going to hurt.
1: No, I mean, it depends on how hot you get it, right? I mean, you don't want a uh, a cast like that to be glowing orange, right? Ever? Oh. Or you
0: mean the glowing orange when you hit it? Can you get it glowing orange and then let it cool and hit it?
1: But no, I, I would get it to like seven, 800 degrees and then cool it off, you know.
0: Yeah. Glowing would
1: be too dangerous. I th- glowing is, yeah, a recipe for a wreck there, yeah, totally. I oh, see that. Yeah, and if there way are way
2: any to... like tiny small cracks, like they may come out if you did that kind of heat cycling like that on something that's cast. Right. But uh, what he was doing is fairly localized, I guess
0: yeah now again let's get back to why does that lance only melt the the steel of the peg and not the casting
1: no it would have melted the casting all the way too it was it was yeah. because david was being so precise about how he was how and where he was holding it
0: yeah but then did you, you know, have was, to ream that did you have to go in and ream it
1: yeah i actually yeah i i had to bore it out you know a little bigger and put a little bit bigger pin in there but it worked out great i mean he accomplished the task you know perfectly right I, I was you, I had no other solution you had the to go at it from stuck. both sides correct yep. oh, yeah because the
0: casting is hollow yeah and how thick did that how thick of a wall is in that is that three inches thick
1: uh it's kind of interesting how the internal portion that's designed because around the actual portion of where the shaft is where the pin was it's way thicker than the other portions of the of the frame if you will so so if you
2: had if you had two lances. And you touch tips, what would happen?
1: there would there would be it would just be a lance party i mean I, I would assume and again I'm not a, uh, a an expert on that by any means. I've seen it happen a few times, but uh, I could ask him, but I would assume that you would just be you know melting the two rods. I mean there's nothing there that's going to cause an explosion or anything. It'd just be you know two consumables coming at each other, melting like crazy. I mean
0: it's funny so Mike my...
1: you
2: can cross streams is what you're saying yeah
1: safely possibly depends on who's standing at the at the the head
2: yeah that's what i was thinking
0: a, a friend of mine once told me a story where he, he met an old timer and the old timer would dismantle tanks and the walls of the tank were four to five inches thick does that sound about right Andrew? i mean have you ever encountered the wall of a tank in your travel tank <laughs>
1: uh,
0: you, <laughs> know, in you know the in the tra- thing, i
1: took it, a tank apart for disassembly i that's uh, his personal vehicle actually yeah I drive a tank. No, I, I I have no um no experience with the internal portions of the wall thickness of a tank.
0: Because what he said, they would use. <laughs> and you, I, maybe he might have described it as a lance, but that was a way to penetrate the wall of the tank so that he can get a hole, so then he could then use a torch, like for instance something Isaac would do. You know, Isaac in Texas that would cut. But you need yes. You need a pen, You need a hole first, and you would use that lance to start the hole.
1: Yep. Isaac uses those two. Isaac this exact same rod. I've seen him do it many, many times. It's actually, uh, uh, I think they're actually made in Austin, Texas there.
0: What's Isaac's uh, Instagram? Is it Icy Weld?
1: It is Icy Weld, yeah.
0: Yeah, he fixes big, big machinery. He cuts them and repairs the, the jaws and arms on all kinds of hydraulic land-moving machines.
1: Yeah, he does a good job. He's a power wagon dude. I I had this uh, 250-pound little giant one time. had the bottom die stuck on it. It was hanging out about four inches too far off the sow block, you know? And I tried literally for like six months to get this damn anvil die off so I could reposition it, you know? I tried everything. And when I say everything, I made slide hammers and I made, you know, big slide hammers. Was it just like a dovetail
0: that was too far in the wrong direction? It was
1: dovetailed, yeah, and someone had wedged it in there with some shim, some, some shim, you know, on the wedge. And so, and I think they must have put it in there hot, and really banged it in good you know anyways the long short is after six months literally six months of me just tomfoolering with this thing i had isaac come over i said isaac i just i don't even want to see this thing until the anvil dies out And he's like okay he gets a he gets he's like what's the biggest sledgehammer you got and i was like ah ha, 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 ha. you know i pull out like this 35 pound sledgehammer and he swacks it like twice and the thing goes like flying 30 feet out of the hammer i was like okay good glad we finished that out
0: now why didn't you do that <laughs> were you afraid you were going to break it and he just knew the integrity of oh, it or?
1: Jimmy, i did it i did it but it's like you know a mouse was hitting it compared to him you know
0: oh because he's just a bigger guy
1: yeah yeah i'm just a little fella i mean i'm hitting it like you know i mean i could probably hit you in the hand with a ball peen hammer as hard as i could and you wouldn't yelp
2: what it a- Why don't you put that hammer under a larger power hammer and then hammer the die out?
1: Boy, isn't it great when Monday morning quarterbacks come out? (laughs) One of my favorite things. Like, why didn't you do this? Well, are you not
2: thinking about this? I don't know.
1: Let me I'm gonna
0: hold up another wrench and give and tell me tell me the first thing that comes to mind, Eric.
1: Oh, Eric.
2: That would be Coes is what is what I. Andrew, what's the first thing that comes to
0: mind when I hold this wrench up?
1: So common.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what I'd expect you to say. This is the one dollar wrench. This is the turn of the century. This is the uh, the Herman Monster of collectible wrenches. This is yes. like if an amateur has an amateur that was an amateur before he was an amateur. This would be the beginning of his wrench collection.
2: Yes, those are very common. Those
1: are the wrench collections. Those are the items that stay in a wrench collection for about 24 hours.
0: Right. Now, <laughs> the wrench I'm holding
1: up is the that exact wrench. I just had it it was 10.
0: No, I have tons of these. I buy If they're a yeah. dollar, I buy them. Because what I always think I'm going to do is, like, weld them to the front of, like, a custom Harley for foot pegs or whatever.
1: No, you know what? Those are actually really, really good for. And, and I buy them. They're great for twisting. Yeah. You weld another bar on the other end of that and just, oh, they work great for twisting. Yes. Yeah. And uh,
0: the, the wrench I'm holding up, I don't know what the brand is. I can't see that. Oh, actually, I can see it. It is a uh, a knife, Randall, and Sons Cleveland. Does that make a case-hardened?
2: Right. I'm literally never collecting anything that has the word Randall on it.
0: What, Randall knives are good? Are you kidding
1: me?
2: It's just, it's Randall.
1: Well, that's just going to be like... Oh, I'm sorry, it's mm-hmm. his knife, Handle. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Do you this know how to read? Andy, Andy, Rand, <laughs> and D. And D. Randall. H- Say it after H- me, Jimmy. Randall.
0: Knife.
1: H. A. Randall.
0: Andy? And Sons, Cleveland. I'm going to hold this up. You guys tell me what you think it says. Okay. Now use
2: the word okay. in a sentence. I can only see Cleveland with the amount of pixels. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Coe's, like Coe's Wrench Company would be the the first ones to design that exact style wrench with the little thumb screw on the and, uh, on again the I, mean, I keep meaning
0: to say it looks like the wrench in uh, the game clue
2: yes pretty much
0: the, there's like a little die cast that like like it would be like a monopoly yeah,
2: piece like almost a perfect handle style handle on it too yeah.
1: and it's got this there's big... a guy that makes miniature ones of those that are that are yes really cool. Really, really yes. cool. The little small ones, and I'm talking about like, you know, maybe inch and two inch, maybe. Is I don't really, know if it's a really Paul Hamler or something like that. Is it Hamler then, maybe? Well, them? anything. You could, I mean, I would buy Paul Hamler's poop. I mean, it would be so perfect. <laughs> you
0: see the ones he's making now? He's making uh, the uh, vice grips?
1: <laughs> I haven't really? seen those. He's but, making I mean, vice the guy grips does, that
0: are like an inch high.
1: The guy uh, doesn't make anything uh, that's uh, not amazing. There's no way around that. I have a no. Paul
0: Hamler uh, Black Raven axe he sent to me.
1: Yeah. If he'll send you one of his little bullet vices.
0: I cleaned it. I got it cleaned off with uh, Evaporust. Oh, nice. Yeah, I had it in the barn and a bird had shit right on the logo. <laughs> 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 and made a rust spot on it. Of course. Of course. I, I can't go anywhere without water or bird shit or rat shit or just contaminating my life. Or is a mouse? Just, is that like all of New York State? Like, yeah, and they then, then the mouse went shirt. up my shirt. I, I can't. I I just can't get away from it. It's like part of. Like, is
2: that the first? Is your house like the first place to be run over in an apocalypse by animals?
1: Probably, but
2: uh, and yeah, plants.
1: It's where Jumanji parks all their livestock. Yeah, this one is. There's an attractive. advertisement about a co's wrench that is the wrench that is sort of like the one you have, and it, a man is holding it up. With his right hand, and he's in a business suit, and is as tall as he is. I want that wrench so bad. Yes, oh, I have a couple of long stuff. ones of
0: these. I have one that's about thirty inches long. Oh,
1: no, I'm talking about as tall as the man, and he's not a a, a little fella. He's a full sized one. So let me Yo, ask Ed, you: I'm if gonna, I if uh, I am going to make it, if, are I was you a,
0: if I was yeah. an amateur wrench man, if I was an amateur wrench collector, as I, as I actually am, and I had one of these that was thirty inches long, would you have respect for me?
1: <laughs> no, I mean thirty.
0: It's about 25, 30 inches.
1: Again, what, what you got to yeah, remember yeah, really. is not the, the wrenches that I'm interested in are pre-World War I. Like, the before, like, everybody... Because what you got to remember is everybody in the world... Like, when you were born, you were a wrench maker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, when you came out of the womb, they were like, okay, here's another wrench maker.
0: You're talking about post-war?
1: Yeah, post-war. Everybody was making wrenches. Everybody, right. everybody, everybody. So the ones that, uh, the more creative ones, what if they're big? So, I mean, if you, 30 (laughs) inches is really, um, I mean, it's a pretty cute size, but but if it's 60 inches, you got my attention. You got 90, I've got zipper burn. And if it's 120, I'm going to gladiator fight you to the death for it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're looking for patented wrenches in your collection.
1: Exactly. Yes.
2: Not so much, you know the same style by different makers.
1: I give but the ones weird. that Jimmy's holding away as door prizes.
2: The greatest the greatest one I have is a Haas patent wrench. H A W E S.
1: Oh yes. What? what is that?
0: A bag? An empty bag. I have no more wrenches to talk about. Now it's on you guys.
2: No, oh, that's it. Yeah the Haas wrench is a swivel head adjustable and ratcheting wrench.
0: Mm-hmm like this
2: no it's not swiveling
0: oh wait so uh oh it's it looks like uh this style no i think yeah. i saw
2: <laughs> it's absolutely insane
0: oh wait, i think i know which one you're talking about but let me ask a question about this i meant to ask a minute ago now i heard somewhere in a collector site it's been a long time so i'm sure my information is incorrect but i want to just check with with andrew and eric I heard that if you have one of these made by Winchester, they're worth thousands of dollars. I'm going back to the uh, the wrench that looks like it's from the game Clue.
1: No, it's, I, I disagree with that. Not by yeah,
0: the it Winchester It may be more Rifle valuable, Company. but it's not like, what's that? I, I heard that was like the Holy Grail. Like if you have one of these made by the Winchester Rifle Company.
2: Um, the the one that would be one of the most expensive ones was if you had an original Coes, and it said Co Coes, C-O-E-S, on it. Um, from like the, the original production of that when they first designed that exact wrench that everyone else then copied, which would be like late, late 1800s. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's, that's what the one you want.
0: And you want one that doesn't, that wasn't used as a hammer.
2: Yes. That isn't, you know, mushroomed as with anything condition.
0: I just found on this one, this says GB stamped on it by some guy to...
1: it actually says good boy <laughs> good boy gb
2: are you sure those are letters that you understand
0: yeah no it's it's a serif face, <laughs> like as if you know this was like a the restaurant i would have stamped my name on it back in the day yes but with a oh. serif what i really enjoy about seeing this uh, i'm actually having a really good time looking at these these letters faces is that they're serifed
2: I do enjoy the serif. Yes.
0: There was a time when letters only had serifs, and nobody ever thought of not putting serifs on them.
2: <laughs> That's because uh, Mister Serif was such a evil man, controlling.
0: No, I mean there all were the there face. were sans serif typefaces, you know, in the 1800s, but you never see them too often. They were kind of, they weren't used.
2: They are cooler, and like I do like the. I now stamp all my wrenches with old serif font. Letter or sorry, number stamps. Do you sign? I, I
0: mean, the one I have isn't signed. I'm looking at it now, but do you, it says, well, it says the engraving on it. Do you actually hand stamp?
2: They are each individually numbered, yeah, by a hand stamp, one number at a time.
0: Does that mean this is a real a rare one?
1: Yes, no, he's talking about his wrenches. That, that's yeah. what I'm holding.
0: I'm holding, I oh, one off. of his.
1: Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
0: We're doing a podcast, do you know that. <laughs>
1: Hello, my name is Jimmy D'Aresta and I will be here all day long. Yeah.
2: Yes, they if you bought one off the website or or you know from me, they would be numbered. Only the you know, only the special people get no numbers.
1: I asked for zero, uh, serial number 001 and he was like, "No, I can't do that." I was like, "Why? I, said, I want 001." And he's like, "No, I'm going to get 001." I said, "Fine, I'll take 002." He's like, no, you can't have that. I'm like, why? He's like, I'm keeping that one also. Like, we got I, up to like 14, and I was like, all right, screw it. I don't even like your inches anyway. So How
0: about 100? Yeah. Zero, zero? That's just as
1: good. No, there he's you go. like, you can have one. No, because you can have 001A. And I'm one like, a. no, I don't want the retarded <laughs> one. I want, like, the, in the sequential order, they're going. I don't want, like, the oddball one.
2: There's a zero, too. What about that?
0: What if he gives like, you a I random th- number and keeps the first one and just gives you the random number? So you yeah, I just
2: say oh yeah, this is it's totally number. I just number wanted one.
1: to have something that was original of his and you know I got care.
0: to see the Bridgeport and the and the serial number is just literally the number one stamped on the on the cross slide. Wow, it's the first Bridgeport made. It's just the number one is just stamped on the front. Where is that?
2: Page. Oh, was that was at a museum thing? Yeah, the right?
0: the, the the museum of uh, precision in Vermont, Windsor, Vermont.
2: That would be neat.
0: Let's come to Northeast. We got to go there. They got some really great stuff. Andrew, you you come across a lot of machines. And actually, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Eric, you got your planer from
1: Andrew. Is that true?
2: Um, kind of. Um,
1: I found I got, it. I was going to yeah. buy it. I'll tell the story. Yes. Yeah, sure. And I have one of those, the same one already. And the two of y'all gave me so much crap about not letting him, the other guy sitting over there, get that one that I bought. That I felt bad. So, what did I do? When I found that that one was for sale, I contemplated buying it for a week and a half before I came to terms with myself that it would <laughs> not be nice to do that to Eric. So, I passed the deal along to him.
2: Oh, very yes. nice. Yes.
1: Very generous. Merry Christmas to you. And then it cost yes. him about $47,000 to have it shipped to Canada. <laughs> oh my God, Shipping. He, re- he wrote me a message, he was like, okay, so how do you ship stuff? Because I just got a quote for $9,000 to send this thing from California to Canada, and I was like, uh, let me take care of that, if you don't mind.
2: Yeah, it was actually, I think it was like $2,300 quote for the shipping, the first quote.
1: Yeah, but then what did I get it down to, like 700 bucks for them?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's more of a reasonable, it's still a lot, but... Relatively not as much. Well,
1: go get another one of those machines on the real yeah. base. What am I
2: going to do? Exactly. Yeah. There's no option, and it's in crazy condition. So
1: it's, looks like it's
0: brand new. I mean, from what I it's, saw on Instagram. I, I story. really
2: don't understand what exactly happened to the history of that tool.
1: And then he comes to my shop, and he's looking at mine, and he's like, "Dude, that's broken, and that's missing." And I was like, <laughs> "Go back home, dude. Seriously, because I need the machine that you bought." I can't take
2: this. Uh, there was actually some history in in the uh, base of that tool as well. There's like a letter or or something about the previous owner in in Reno in the 90s.
0: There was a letter so stuck in the thing, like like a message yeah. in a bottle. you it, I'll go get it
2: one oh! day and show you guys. Sorry, but, uh, a, it was like a just one piece of paper and some written note or something. It says if it.
0: you find this, I'm. A skeleton in a box, <laughs> a storage unit, and
2: I, I, I stuck my dick in this exact machine seven
1: times. Side <laughs> uh, sci- sci- side That was Eric, by the way, not me. But it was funny. I will, I will tell you that. Wow.
2: Exactly what he did. Yeah, it was it was fantastic and I will get that started and up and running at some point.
0: And now uh does like a regular like for instance A bomb's got his shaper. Does yes. the does the cutting head tip out of the way on the reverse stroke?
1: Now no, wait yes. a minute. Just for clarity. Yes. What Eric got is a planer, just so people know. Yeah. Yes. And what A bomb has is yes, is a shaper. Right. Yes. Planers will yep. be four shapers, and planers are a simply amazing tool mm-hmm. machine. I mean, they're they're so uh, romantic to watch work. They, yes. they just really are. They just the whole bed slides back and forth, and oh man, it's awesome.
0: And then there was there. I never saw one in person. And now is there a, a mechanical linkage which moves it over a couple totally. of thousands at a time? Yeah, totally. exactly.
2: Like uh, it looks almost exactly like the advanced ratchet pawl on a post drill. Mm-hmm. It's like that. That's what feeds it a little bit, and you can adjust that as, as needed. And, yeah, the, the cutter will uh, flip up on the on the backstroke. They, it's basically like a surface grinder-looking thing, and I want that attachment. I want to find it, or I'll end up making it, the surface grinder attachment for the metal planer.
0: They make a cer- an electric surface grinder that will...
2: Uh, not, not electric. Not electric. Not electric. It was but... flat. It was a small flat belt, a separate one that ran off a line shaft above the plane. No head. kidding. Yeah, and I need it and I wanted. It.
0: it had enough speed to be able to remove material. Well,
2: you could uh, you could spin it up with uh, pulleys. It was very small, maybe like one inch pulley um, beside that uh, stone at least that's what i can see from the book oh it's really neat i want that's it. that's a whole thing
1: to, to talk about is like the speed of the machines you know back in the day oh my like god the, yeah. the big Bodry hammer i'm working on the bowdrey 45 the maximum rpm rated for that is 180. <laughs> <laughs> there's no motor made today that spins 180. RPM. no
2: exactly yeah
1: so, so that big cage you're making
0: up. that corner cage is going to hold a motor that's just geared down to like 180.
1: It'll have a gear reduction, yeah. So, it's a 24-inch pulley, but it's actually 22 because it's got a... Or, like, uh, jack shaft or something. You can do jack shafts, but there's gear reduction motors that you can use these days, you know, that that help. Uh, So,
0: pulleys, too, right? And then just got, like, a pillow block with a 4-inch
1: thing on it. You could, yes. Yep. You could do that. Or VFD, if you really wanted. VFD is fine.
2: But it's poopy.
1: This hammer he wants to run as authentic as possible right, right. so this is step, it for right. our friend
0: in and is it for our friend in uh, montana
1: no, no 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 this is actually a real uh high end furniture maker there in manhattan no kidding yeah you're going to put it in the city no way is bdw yeah no i'd have to look up his name i don't know that he'd want me to yeah, so yeah i'm yeah. not going to i mean
0: that well there's a high end furniture store called bdw which would they would be interested in something like that cuz you go to i this...
1: my said is I just. I asked him, I said, how in the heck are you going to get that in there? He's like, oh, you have to get all these permits and shut the road down and, you know, get the crane there. And he said, it's a huge production. I said, you're going to have more money in that than you did in the hammer. He's like, I know.
0: Wow. So he really, Is he planning on he, running he,
1: it in the store? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think I, mean, I know it's where it's going.
0: <laughs> <Interesting>.
1: <laughs> wow, you yeah, let me know. I got to go watch. Uh, you realize that's one of the biggest boundaries out there. I mean, that's a 450-pound ramweight head wow what's the biggest 600 500 i think
0: no isn't there a 600
1: mm, i haven't seen a 600. by the I way where's your 500,
0: 500 pound 600. little giant where is that right now
1: um it it uh it's so, so what yeah don't <laughs> worry about it Jimmy. Right. yeah so what i didn't show in all that video is that the sound block was actually cracked and broken all the way away from the frame of that hammer right so and it was done before i bought it i knew it was that way that said all of that lower portion of that hammer is being recast so it is at the foundry i just shipped everything Shoot. there again you got to remember there was only 65 of those hammers made there's only three known to exist that's one of them yeah. so you take the good with the bad i got a you yeah. know one but is when crack, i but saw
0: it, it was lifted up with the crane the cell block was with it
1: no it stayed on the ground yeah, yeah, it's yeah I guess guy. I didn't know what I was
0: looking
1: at then. Double lift because there. I am an amateur wrench collector. But <laughs> no, you're not, you're advanced, but you like amateur things. <laughs> you're,
2: uh, you're a level three wrench collector. I grocery. have
1: my advanced collection inside, but outside. No, if you look closely in that video, you'll see that the soilbok or uh, the base of the of the anvil is two piece, you know, but it's it's two piece in a in a way that is not really conducive for the hammer to be set up anyway but perfect. So if the hammer was set up, you know, in a way where the where the amble was getting off kilter from where the bolts are holding it to the frame, it just sheared it, just cracked it. And that's what happened, right? So you know, it is what it is. If you look at like the Baudry, the, the amble and sidewalk that just slides in. Cylindrical cone slides in, you know, so You can beat the fire out of it, and if anything, it's going to just go subsurface, and then you pull it back up and re-wedge it, and here we go again. Right. You know? Yeah. So, but that's to answer your question, and and there is no pattern for the piece that was broken from Little Giant. They do not have the pattern for it. Making
0: one out of foam rubbers? I mean, out of styrofoam or something?
1: No, not out of styrofoam. It's like some, I don't know. I don't even, I just told them to do it. The
0: styrofoam
2: just wouldn't hold up to the forging process, Jimmy. Like, come on.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean,
0: like for the for the pack for the casting pack. No, I'm it's assuming. like that spray
1: foam, you know, that you put insulation. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: yeah. what they use. I'm just assuming it's, 40, it's 41. It's 4140 spray foam.
1: <laughs> no, I I told him originally I said I want to machine this part out of like the best steel you can get, and they were like, uh, <laughs> okay. What did, you smoke, what did you smoke Plat- today, young man? What did you smoke today, boy? Yeah. Anyway, so we're going back with some casting here.
0: So all right, so let's see. I mean, we're at about an hour and three minutes. Are we still having fun? Do we oh, still wow. want to do this?
1: I mean, I could talk to you all night, Andrew. Are you,
0: I, let's, Andrew. Let me ask you, somebody that's like a like a you know a level three social media person, is this uh, something you're enjoying?
1: I, talking to you guys. Yeah. Yeah, you know, before I did social media, I just enjoyed all this myself, and. I realized that it's really not about that. It's about sharing with everyone else. It's more, a lot more fun. I I enjoyed a lot more. Uh, it is I, true. It
0: is true. Just I learned so much just hanging out with both you guys. I mean, individually and then together as a group. And just I learned so much from you know watching both of your all social media. That's it's yeah, amazing. and
2: I've I've never learned anything from any of your videos, Jimmy. <laughs> literally, I'm sorry. I know, you you taught me nothing.
1: I got on YouTube the other day, but all that kept popping up was Ryan's toy review and I wanted to shoot myself in the face because I'm like, I think my six year old son watches this Ryan's toy review, which I don't really understand, but Eric tells me it's the number one grossing YouTube channel in the world. And We've I'm like
0: working on a collaboration, me and Ryan's tool,
1: man, I <laughs> like things have really hey, that, turned that's, for as, the worst. As, as
2: much as we give that guy shit, that's basically this podcast. Wait, For what? older people, <laughs> Ryan
1: <Brian's>, story <laughs> right. Basically, what
0: we're doing.
2: <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that boat here is pretty cool from 1875.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's we're not unwrapping
2: anymore. them. <laughs> but we want to be.
0: We're unwrapping the weeds from them. I mean, the, the stuff <laughs> you send me, you send me, like, anything that's related to printing press, and I appreciate that because I've actually learned a lot from the pictures you send me. Anything related to printing press stuff, you send me, like, a picture, and it's completely, like, engulfed in weeds. Oh, yeah. And it's crazy because like you show me stuff that I didn't know existed, and then I still go look it up, and now I'm like that much more smarter. So we should do a show where we unwrap objects from the Earth.
1: You know what I really enjoyed recently is is uh... that's called (laughs) archaeology. That's true. Yeah. I I I always get people ask me if they can go picking with me. Like uh, the number one question I get is how do I find all the stuff I find. Right. The second one is is. How uh, can I go with you picking? And I always say yes. No one's ever come.
0: <laughs> well, so, I get yeah, the could... opportunity to go picking with you, which is which is a lot of fun. I mean, you're just fun to hang out with, of course, no matter oh. what we do. But when you go knocking on strangers' doors, it's awesome. I always, like, hang out by the sidewalk and just get 911. I go one, and then I wait to hit the one to see if they answer the door or not. I'll shoot <laughs> yeah. you through the screen. <laughs> the,
2: the problem is the way my face looks, I'm not allowed to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I did take Eric with me the other day, and the guy literally would not come out of the house. Like, he'd talk through the street door. Like, can you put the guy back in the car, please? Yeah. And i will talk to you. I'm surprised
2: that guy didn't want to uh, injure me. I wanted to injure
1: him. That was a frustrating pick for me, man. I I honestly... Okay, yes, just break it down. I can see that. Let me go back real quick. The what, The point I was trying to make a minute ago was, I've really enjoyed recently putting a picture on my Instagram of something that I saw in the weeds and asking people, what do you see? Like, if you want to go picking with me, what do you see? And it's amazing to hear what people say, you know? Like, dude, they some people get it and some people don't, and then most of them probably cheat, but because I put the pictures of what's there, you know, like the second and third one.
0: Yeah, uh, I thought, I'm like, but, wow, that, that tire rim must be worth a lot of money. What the hell is he talking about? And then like right next to the tire rim, there's an anvil sticking out of the mud
1: yeah and i think it's probably a lot harder doing it with a picture versus actually being there you know because i think you'll see it a lot more with just standing there but a lot of people have done really good at like picking those you know the things out in those pictures which is cool yeah, you should start just taking pictures
2: of forests and
1: with nothing so, like, in like, it you see, and then just like have sandy copper. Like out of it
2: like a Rorschach test for your
1: uh, hey, audience. You know, the I see a, my
2: grandfather touching me. <laughs> I
0: see, uh, Brett got a really good anvil the other day. Did, did he send you a picture of it?
1: Oh, a picture or yeah. Like he, a,
0: no, no, he got a good. Uh, there was a, 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 a just within a few miles of the house. A guy posted on Craigslist, and I emailed him. He didn't email me back. And Brett said to me that next day, he's like, "Hey, I, I emailed this guy in Greenville about this anvil. I'm like, I know he didn't answer me back. because he answered me back? Anyway, Brett went and got it. It's a beautiful... It looks like a hay button. I'm not sure yet because it hasn't been cleaned. But it looks like it. And uh, unfortunately, um, it was like in the ground, like tipped over and, and like the upper corner is mushed into the dirt. So there's like a there's like a, a stain line on it where it's pitted deeper than the rest of it. Yes. Kind yeah, of diagonally he sent me, across
1: yeah. the face. So. Yeah, he sent me some pictures of it. Yeah, but you can sort all that out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, but I mean it's a good deal.
1: It's I like it when really people like it. find things, you know, because... Everybody thinks that I own all the anvils in the world, and when other people find them in the wild, it makes me feel happy because then I can be like, dude, see, I don't own all the anvils in the world, you <laughs> jerk. Yeah. You're the reason I can't find any anvils. Boy, I love hearing that. Hey, yes, let, me, let me ask you guys a sure.
0: dumb question. Who who right now makes wrenches that are good quality wrenches?
1: Um, does Is William still making wrenches? No. I guess Nipex Ny- uh, is still pretty good. Proto Stanley Proto.
0: What about Snap On and Green Line and these guys? I oh, I mean, chrome chrome there's nothing wrong vanadium. with those
1: wrenches, but my gosh, really, you're paying so much money for those things.
2: It's just more. The composition is all just the chrome vanadium steel. It's pretty much all the same across the
1: board at this point.
0: And then nobody has uh, any really interesting mechanisms. Any interesting mechanisms
1: are like vanadium. garbage. Oh, we we call it chrome vanadium down here in Texas. He calls chrome vanadium up there. We call it chrome vanadium down here. You see them saying now. <laughs> What does that Male. mean? That's Chromium. the. Uh, it's like those a are computer the two elements, elements in, in, the, and... in the steel alloy. Yeah. Chromium and vanadium.
0: Teach me more. Teach me a bit. They add. Long, they add
2: uh, strength and corrosion resistance.
1: Really? Whose yes. whose car is whose house is by the highway? That would be mine. Sounds like an ATM. Oh yeah, when I
2: when I was sleeping there, every <laughs> every two hours a plane lands. <laughs>
1: On the, front, on the Sounds front like lot. you need to get one of those signs out front that says "No Jake Break" in the, inside this limit.
0: There is a Oops. couple of them on the road. My, ah! my house is uh, is kind of elongated, and part of it, it faces the road, and the other part faces like the beautiful scenery that you always see in the videos. And so, all the good bedrooms are on that side of the house, and my oh. my office is like right at the front porch, like about thirty feet from the highway where all the Jake breaks happen.
1: Yeah. ah yeah your house cool. is awesome though oh well, thank you that makes better on the road do you still keep an apartment in the manhattans
0: i do yeah i got an apartment down in the city which <laughs> is uh great i go down there and i got a place to chill and check my emails and st- i usually drive
1: you keep the wi-fi's going
0: there too no no i turn the wi-fi off but i'm saying i it's a place for me to kind of camp out i haven't really spent a lot of time there lately i go down there I'll leave upstate at about two in the morning and drive get to the city at about three or four in the morning, yeah, about four in the morning, and then take a nap and get up, and go do my stuff in the city, and then drive home at night. I guess because now all my tools, all my activities up here, I just yeah, I, I got to be up here more often. Like when I don't in the keep city, any yeah. tools
1: in the city anymore. I don't
0: have a shop at all. I mean, yeah. and, and Taylor has been clearing out the apartment, so the apartment is. Not that we're preparing to move or anything, but we have. It's like it was full of shit, so she threw some stuff away and she brought some of the more useful stuff up. So now, when you go down to the apartment, it's just like a, it's like a girl.
1: Like a a girl lives there.
0: Yeah, it's sterile. Yeah, there's nothing in the refrigerator except.
1: What are you doing right now? What what, what's going on?
0: Oh, I'm putting on lipstick.
1: Oh my (laughs) god! Holy (laughs) silence of the lambs.
0: It's uh, it's Cherry Chaplin. What?
1: Oh my gosh. Did you see that, Eric? What he just did to his face—it was sensual.
0: <laughs> I was uh, I
1: "Put look the look. lotion on."
2: She's <laughs> <laughs> a big old fat lady. Yeah, that's the way it is. Yeah.
0: Um, so, any, any, uh, anything? Uh, did you guys enjoy this first episode of the podcast? Yeah, totally. Fantastic. So, uh, I—we'll uh, nice. try and figure out how to edit this. We'll try and figure out what to do. And then, sure. Do we have a name yet? What's the name of the podcast?
2: Yeah, we got to figure that out.
1: We really do. <laughs> it's going to be called We Invited Andrew and Then... <laughs> and, then and Then What? And, so and he screwed it. it took us three and a half days to figure out how to get Andrew's computer to work. That should yeah. be the name of the podcast.
0: So I, I'll just go through some funny names that we thought of. And uh, I, everyone I Googled was like a crummy website of guys like us trying to collect tools. So... Uh, <laughs> And, and I was just like, how come I don't know any of these people? Because, like, everybody that does what we do are like, 95 years old and their great-grandchild made the website.
1: <laughs> yeah, they had the time. There is no. something to be said about that, because the younger generation is only just now kind of really starting to pay attention to antique tools. It's, it's really cool to see that. But at the same time, I want to punch some of them in the face because it makes it harder for me to get them. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, yeah, some names. You're, you're right Steam and Grease.
0: Did you know that there was a website called Steam, Grease, and Rust? which uh, That was my second choice for a name, Steam, Grease, and Rust, and then it was taken. Rusty Tools is, a, is the name of a website. Diamonds and Rust, that's the name of a, of a, of a Bob Dylan song. Bob it's Dylan. like
1: Denim and Diamonds, but with tools?
0: Yeah, Diamonds and Rust. Uh, patented, oh, patented Podcast is something we thought of, and that's been taken as actually a patented podcast. Old patents, uh, Vintage Rust or Rust Vintage, both names have been taken, Rusty Vintage. rusty. I Redges. think there's
1: actually like a room where there's all these people on computers like buying GoDaddy things and there's a guy with a whip in the back and it's like <laughs> every time they don't buy a new name yeah. for a, they just get whipped in the back.
0: Well, I thought of uh, Cast Iron and that's also taken as a Cast Iron podcast, which is. Nothing to do with what we do, but that's the name is used. Uh, rusty cast iron.
1: And then I What about like, what? what about duck what about ductile? Ductile? Ductile. Yeah, like it's a form of cast, yeah.
0: Ductile dynasty.
1: No, like ductile metal. <laughs> yes, ductile dynasty. <laughs> well, it's just it's all choice. those guys on that shoot the ducks and quack the horns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I know, I can't grow a beard. I, I got like seven hairs that grow out of my face total. Yeah, me too.
0: So uh, I thought of Every OFT. Remember we had OFT, which we thought was a good one, but then we realized we can't use the OFT because it's probably not good for advertisers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite wrenches is called a Stickleback wrench, so we could be the Stickleback podcast.
0: Oh, Stickleback is cool. And is that, isn't that that the name of a bad band from the 90s?
1: No, that's Nickelback. Oh, the stickleback, a bunch of guys that putt from the rough
0: so wait what is this called a stickleback
1: stickleback wrench as there's a design of a wrench it's actually probably one of the more common ones i use outside of an alligator wrench
0: is that like a class four collector
1: no it's actually a, a extraordinarily common wrench but and it's and they made them uh several companies made the stickleback design uh they made them all the way up until probably the '70s, but.
0: Could you show me a picture of a stickleback wrench, please? Sorry, I'm talking to Siri.
1: Oh, don't you have to say, <laughs> "Hey Siri"? Oh, I did. Hey Siri. <laughs> go to bed. Go no, go to bed. No, no. You
0: Ask her, cause my Siri didn't find it.
1: Hey Siri. It's the same Siri. Show me a picture of a stickleback wrench. I want these. Oh,
0: wait. The,
2: what are those? Those are double-sided for larger and smaller nuts. Oh, my God. I want it. Is that a Billings? So this entire book is just adjustable wrenches like this, and I, I need to remake all of these.
0: <laughs> was that a brand? Was that brand of Billings, the one you just showed?
2: Uh, no. And there's even, like, these. So you have, you have the square nuts and... At the bottom,
0: oh, wow. you have
2: the uh, modern nuts.
0: So the, as the handle moves up and down, it makes a vacated spot. That creates the... Uh,
2: exactly. The... And then is... here's the the only known you'll never ever own this wrench.
0: What is it? Holy fuck.
2: This. See the brass adjuster, the bronze adjuster? Yeah. It was just a marketing thing. They made like just a handful.
0: Oh, wait. So and instead want... of a steel adjuster, they made it in brass? Yeah. Oh, wait, that's a stickleback wrench? I love that. That's, like, one of the best wrenches ever. Yeah, (laughs) dude. Stickleback. I grew up with one that I still have. I use it all the time.
1: Yeah, I do, too. They they, they really are great.
0: It looks like somebody with a bad overbite. And when he laughs, it looks like he's screaming.
1: Yeah. But, no, they do work really well. Those things are awesome. Yeah. And, And if you... Like, they can be pretty aggressive, right, if the teeth are pretty sharp on them still. Yeah. But um, uh, Heller Brothers yeah, made cool. and Heller Brothers made a master series of those that were smooth-jawed. Yep. back and they're really great. I have a tiny one
0: that's about four inches long that's brand new from, like, it's a new old stock. It's in perfect condition.
1: Okay, can you send me that, please?
0: If I could find it, it's lost. in, it's in my stuff. If I find it, I'll save it for you. It's like, oh. it looks like it's out of that billing. Remember I sent you that Billings... Uh, Oh, Williams. I sent you that Williams wrench book. It looks like it's right off the pages of that.
1: So I just had the opportunity, and I haven't passed it all the way yet, to buy the original five foot by uh, 60 inches by something oil painting that was hanging in the Williams factory in 1914.
0: Of what? The factory itself?
1: The factory itself. And there was a famous... uh, uh, Oil painter, a guy that would paint universities and stuff, actually uh, was commissioned to do this oil painting for Williams. No way. And it has one water damage spot, and the guy wants a lot of money for it. And I'm, I'm so tempted to do it. It's is that, actually,
0: that that picture isn't in that catalog I gave you, is it? Uh,
1: I can't remember if it is or not, but it's it hung in their factory in the entry of their factory since 1914.
0: And where was that factory?
1: Uh, I'm drawing a blank at the moment I can't remember I'm drawing a blank but it's because it is like 1.30 in the morning I've never been up this late before
0: <laughs> is it? what time is it? I don't know no oh, it's late for me
2: it's early for yeah, it's you guys less, it's less late for us
0: it's less late for you what time is it? my watch yeah. says it's 11.30 like
1: tomorrow where I am
0: alright are we done? Yes. is this it? you want to call it quits on episode one?
1: Yeah, sure. If you'd like to, before we do, we should sing a song as we exit, together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of okay. course. We could do interpretive dance and say nothing. We'll
2: probably just sing Smash Mouth songs.
0: How it's does the one word do Wait, are we going to call the podcast uh, Nickelback? So, St- no, Stickle Stickleback. Stickle-
1: <laughs> Nickelback. What is this? This is not Brokeback Mountain. Scott Wrench collecting. <laughs>
0: If we call it Stickleback, everyone's gonna say Nickelback. I just because I just did it. Yeah, Don't do Yeah, it what then. about
1: those, Andrew? Uh, those are great. Have you seen those? No, I haven't. What's that? What's up with that little extra tooth in there?
0: It's like two. That's, it's like two it's sizes only, in one.
2: Well, it's only uh, it's only teeth on one side. Oh, can you hold it back up again and not be so spasmatic about it? Yeah, sorry. I just can't see because I'm blocking my own camera. Hold on. Like that.
0: Wow. So are those oh, three sides? Cool.
2: How cool are those? And that's the company there. There's the stickleback. Fast Fit? Oh, or Fast fat, Fit. No, Fast
1: Nut. Fast oh, Nut. The one above it says Fast Fit? Oh, doesn't? It? Yeah, it does. What book is that? I don't have it. Can you send me that tomorrow? That I'll just take that actual one. It's just the adjustable spanner book. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll take it. It's, you... the, it's
2: unreal. This guy... Has photos like high res photos of everything, and then even the who wrote
1: that? It's not Kenneth Coop, is it?
2: It's Ron Geisen.
1: Ron Geisen.
2: Um, right here is the the type study on the King Dick style, like my style oh, wrenches. Really? Wow! Huh. And like everything that was changed on every year. Really? And you wow. can date you can date them exactly, like what they Did- say, what they don't say, what they're made of.
1: Crazy. Is that is that a book on the uh, on the Googles?
2: On the Googles it is, yes. Even Amazon.
1: Can you send me the ENBIQRS five nine or number?
2: Andrew, I just sent you. I sent you the book if you want to buy it.
1: Okay, there's a problem with that yes. because I saw the thing, the link, and then it went away, and the chances of me finding it are probably really slim.
0: No, if you go up into your when you when you there's roll, the
1: messages for
0: you. If you roll your, your cursor... Can you just over... send
1: me the book in the mail like everyone else would do?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll roll send your, it to your phone. Roll your cursor over the screen and you see three little lines in the upper left side. And you click on that and that brings up the, the sidebar.
1: I don't know what a cursor is, so I we...
0: just sent it to your phone. It's okay.
1: Okay, thank you. Thank you All so right. much. Okay, now I've got it. Yes, definitely. There you go, sir. All right, Very so Very what... good book.
0: Are we, are we still having fun we want to keep talking? We're at 124 seconds.
1: I'm, I'm curious if you're the one that's not having fun because we are. Oh, you're right. the one that keeps asking this. Like, hmm. I just want to make sure because I, I invited some, you guys to do this.
2: No, I think it's, it's good. It's a good episode. Are people at home I enjoying hope. themselves? Yeah, I hope so. That uh, people will be interested. If we I get mean, a good could,
1: name, good could, solid branding out the gate, it'll be good. I think together we have about you know like fourteen or fifteen minutes of good material here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, so uh, I guess we'll we'll keep working on a name. We'll get we'll we'll keep brainstorming through text messages on a name.
1: The wizard was a good wrench. Is the wizard. a good wrench. The wizard. Yes, that's Sounds cool. Like... What
2: is the wizard? That is a good one. Look at uh, check it out. It's yep.
1: so a double a uh, double head double adjusting full rotation.
2: Yeah, it's a double-adjusting ratcheting
1: wrench, With 360-degree swivel head. I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, it's definitely a, a collectible wrench if you get one.
2: Yes, I've got I wanna one. I want that... to find the older. I, w- I want to find like old, old like 1850s, and or no, I want to find like the older, you know, 17th, 18th century.
0: Are you coach about wrench, this, a, a ratcheting
2: wrench like that. The wizard, no, we get your life together. Um, stop like asking a, in
0: the Googles, Jimmy. Level I think three. type in like a,
2: a Richards, Richards wizard wrench, level
1: three collector. Here, yeah, you want to find some of the coach stuff that a lot of that. So, that's wrenches stuff. that I love more than anything are blacksmith made. Any tool that's been blacksmith made oh, is thing. the ultimate for me.
0: This this thing. Yeah, right? yeah that's, that's it. it. Yes, I've seen that. Here's this the uh, Jimmy. Mattress. Here's
2: the. Uh, there's the pipe pipe wrench attachment. See it?
0: Oh my goodness! How the hell does that work?
2: It just flips up and into it. Yeah. And then you can just slide it out after.
0: Oh, I see. So it just becomes a little slick on bottom jaw.
2: A little like dangly thing. Wow. Oh. Now you know.
0: So who has one of these wizards? now? Yeah, I've no. seen them a lot. Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. And oh god. here, right oh right above that.
2: Right above that is your your Rentrum. That's 1948
0: first patent. Oh, so it is so I feel a little better it's not from the 70s.
1: Well, it could be anytime after that. Level 3 collector. <laughs> they actually you can get that down at 7-Eleven in a gumball, gumball machine these days. Yeah. Super cool. <laughs> No, Jimmy, that's a cool wrench. And if you really look at that wrench and how it's put together, it it is cool. And because one thing I can tell you is the, the serrations on the backbone of that wrench are so fine. Oh yeah. You'd think it it wouldn't hold, but in actual reality, it holds really well. You know how yeah.
0: fine they are? I didn't even know they were there until you just said that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I I didn't. I was wondering yeah. how it held in place. It just I thought yeah. it just held by friction.
2: Well, it's kind of held. Yeah, a little bit. But like I didn't a wedge. Even notice they were there. The first the first double, wrenches double. were just you would just adjust it to what you needed and then tap a wedge in. And of that these? was it. Well, no, of any
1: wrench ever in existence.
0: I don't get any love for my hand hand handy wrench.
1: I don't think it actually says handy at all anywhere on it. <laughs> it's H and E. Interesting.
0: H and de H and E
1: wrench company sometimes written as hand e operated in New Bedford, Massachusetts as a maker of a side adjusting nut and pipe wrench. They are subpar all the way across the board by all collectors <laughs> I'm just kidding no so it's it's actually the H and E wrench company. H and E oh. there you go. And that's not to be mistaken with H&M, which is a clothing company. Yes. So, it's the H&E, right? Yes, it is. God, I feel like really people are going to be dumber for listening to this about the <laughs> <Andy> H&E <laughs> wrench. What do like, these right? letters mean? Those guys talked about some damn wrench called the h for 45 minutes until
0: that cat right. showed back up. It's time to end the podcast. Eric just put his cat on his head. So do we want to say any words of wisdom?
1: No. (laughs) It could be the only podcast that has no intro and no exit. (laughs) It's just like, and later. No, you hang up first.
2: Yeah, I don't know how you'd like to end it. I'm not sure there's a specific way that makes it better or worse. I know I a lot of thank you so much
1: outs. for joining us we talked about some of the nicest wrenches and worst wrenches you've ever seen in your life tomorrow, next week, or the next day we will talk about vices those spelled with an S and not a C unless you're living overseas which at that time it would mean the same thing and for those of you out there who are just eating marshmallows sitting by the fire having a nice night we'll see you on the next time well go blow your mother And move out of your mother's basement. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking. All
0: right, I think I think you got the job. uh,
1: Doing that, buddy. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. All right. Um, Wait, what? No, no one ever asked uh, what everybody's favorite wrench was, like all time. Honestly,
0: I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. My favorite wrench is the handy hand H and E wrench. I love this thing. Some
1: help that thing, will they?
0: Because if I was going to make a wrench, I would make it look just like this because it's got all sharp edges. It works beautifully. You hear the the mechanism slide. There's a big collar on the handle that slides and makes the jaws open and close.
1: But does it actually work perfectly or does it function as it should? There's two different things.
0: It functions as it should, I believe. It opens up to about two and a quarter inches and closes down all the way to about 30 seconds.
1: So, what's your favorite wrench, Eric?
0: Um, the one he owns 4,000 of.
2: Yeah, oh God. Yeah, like, do Do I have
1: to say? No, that it's, you don't have to that say. It's, it. That it's like... Make me look dumb, fine. I'm Billings doing. pocket do I, do I wrench? To, yeah, do I have to say the Billings pocket wrench? There's actually a
2: Billings pocket wrench that has uh, a little bit of a early vice grip design. Um, I know Andrew wants that one. You know the one I'm talking about, Andrew? I do, yeah. It comes in three pieces, and it just kind of uh, – it, it's like a dovetail that slides in and out to to close and open the jaws, as well as having the, the actual adjuster. So you could tighten down on a bolt with the adjuster um, and then really clamp down with that little vice grip attachment, but then it's spring-loaded, and you can let go and then readjust onto the next segment of the bolt and just keep doing that they got some quick action.
0: And they do now make a a, a thumb-adjustable wrench like that, you know, the more modern one where the jaw just moves left to right on the top of the, the head. They yes. make one of those where it's got a little squeeze, so it does the same action. Yeah. Those are nice. Andrew, what's your favorite wrench?
1: Nickelback. You know, I like... No, I, I like... Well, I like to tickle back to use it. I like uh, the alligator wrench and the variations of the alligator wrench.
0: Um, no moving parts? None?
1: Yeah, they're real basic, but but uh, still very usable I, i'm very intrigued by a lot of the wrenches that actually if you use them don't function very well yes because they're typically design is like really cool and really eclectic like who thought about this head that swivels but actually the thumb screw hides behind pretty much 90 percent of the frame of the wrench at all times when it's swiveling so you can't adjust it
0: oh i see what you're saying yeah
1: like But it's a great looking wrench like it's really cool um i I like i do like just very basic stuff fair enough fair enough
2: functionality
1: is the the cat pooping on your back (laughs) no i don't know what he's doing just chilling
0: so what do you think you you think we'll get better from here is this we're gonna gonna, gonna...
2: i would hope so (laughs) (laughs) i think it'll it'll be good i'm excited for any feedback honestly you know what, I think? what? This happened. is
0: good. This will be a good dumping ground for us to share what we learn. I mean, obviously, but like now I yeah, think 100%. we'll be more astute to like finding bits of information to bring back to the uh, powwow.
2: 100,000%. You know? And I got backlogs and backlogs of tools to talk about anytime we need to. So does <laughs> Andrew, and so do you.
1: So <laughs> it's pretty much endless.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. We could talk about tool and restoration of tools for endless amounts of time yeah so that's why it's perfect
0: one minute one hour 38 minutes
1: yeah that's serious
0: all right so i think what we'll do is we'll stop recording we can go to the everyone at the record button
1: yes where do you find that
0: and i'm and gonna the, press it um but Did first I
1: screen share can you push the stop recording button for me
0: all right so oh. uh we want to just say goodbye and thank you for listening to the first episode of yet-to-be-named podcast about old tools.
1: Exactly the name. Thanks for uh, inviting me to be on this program that it has no name.
0: Oh, of course. Thanks for coming, guys. So uh, let's just goodbye. say goodbye right now, but don't hang up yet. Oh, don't.
1: No. Of course. Yes. Isn't <laughs> everyone know how to do that. Okay, goodbye. Yes. You just want me to say the word goodbye. Say goodbye. Yes. Goodbye. 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 Unless we try it in different tones. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello? Oh, no. It's okay.
0: <laughs> Hello? Uh, huh? All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Stop picking your nose, Eric.
1: This is a little too NPR of a closing
0: for me. NPR. <laughs> yeah.
1: What did you do what you did about twenty minutes ago? Goodbye, goodbye, Gold. Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. I'll see you another day.